Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, July 3rd, day before the 4th of July holiday, 2019. And of course, there'll be a big day tomorrow. It always is. 4th of July is always fun. You know, it's, to me, it always seems like the start of the summer, 4th of July. But, yeah, you know, I know summer doesn't, summer already officially started, but. July 4th is the big day. I'm Steve Peasley. I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you will also call me because we want to talk about anything dealing with finances. Anything financial, we'll talk about it. Any questions you have. Uh, most people, we call most of the time, we talk about stocks and the stock market, and, and that's fine. But anything financial, well, I'll be happy to discuss with you. And when you call, of course, you drive the show. You take it where the direction you want to take it. And, of course, our goal is always the same, and that's for financial freedom for everybody. You always want to have that. That's our goal. I just don't know what it is for you personally, but you have to decide that. Now, how do you decide that? Well, I can help you with that decision. I mean, it depends on, well, how long do you want to work? How much money do you want to have in retirement? Where are you going to live? What kind of lifestyle do you want? All that can be figured out. And then we then gear ourselves to get to that point. It's as simple as that. So that's what we're going to do. And of course, today our lines are right are open now. We're live Monday through Friday, four to five, and the number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. You can call right now, get lined up, be happy to talk to you, want to talk to you. So eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Our main talking point today concerns the economist's opinion. It's an opinion, opinion piece. The trade war is over and China is the winner. And I, we'll talk about that. I got. I'm have some pretty strong opinions. I, you heard me. I mean, I was nothing secret here. You heard me tell you that Trump will come to a deal before too long because he wants to get reelected. He'll come to an agreement. But you've also heard me just yesterday, I said, Trump, Trump it never stops negotiating. Even if he comes to a deal with China, something else will come up and he'll reopen that deal. Probably after he's elected, reelected, or he's, he's out of office, one or the other, either be reelected or out of the office. But if he's out of the office, you don't have to worry about Trump anymore. But if he is in office, he'll reopen that negotiation one way or another, because for him, it's never in. All you do is read his book, The Art of the Deal. The The art is the deal is continuing, continues always. So anyways, that's the main talking point. Um, so we're going to discuss that. I've got several others. How about earnings recession? Are we in an earnings recession? Not an economic recession, but an earnings recession. Remember, we're in the midst now or getting to the just starting the uh, second quarter earnings season, which will start heavier to next week and much heavier the following weeks after that. I want to talk about the jobs report that's coming out Friday. Remember, tomorrow's a holiday, so the market's closed. But the jobs report's coming out Friday. I want to discuss that a little bit. 
And finally, is Social Security going bankrupt? Now, you know, how often have you heard? I've heard this almost my entire adult life. Social Security is going bankrupt. Oh, no. Is it? We'll discuss that. The market was up today, surprisingly strong for the day before a holiday. The Dow was up 179, the Nasdaq up 61, and the S&P up 23. And those are new highs for those three indexes. New highs. So we broke a little bit above our old high again. Now it's a question, can we sustain this new run? And that's going to be the hard part. And I think this earnings season is going to make it even harder. Remember, end of July, you got the, you got the Federal Reserve meeting, and most people think they'll lower interest rates. And frankly, they probably should have lowered them last time. And in December, when they rose the interest rates, they should not have done it. And I'm not second-guessing them what they did. I said way back when, then they shouldn't be doing this. You know, don't, They should not be raising rates. The Federal Reserve is always behind, always it's very frustrating. And and I know it. Most people know it. I don't know how they don't know it. I mean, anyways. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, how did the market do? I just mentioned how it did today. And why don't we go ahead and talk? take our first listener line caller. 888-99-CHART is the number. Let's go talk to Joe in San Diego. How you doing, Joe? Good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, new listener here, but uh, I, I really like your show, and I listen to it uh, every day. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I know a lot of people just say that, but I actually really mean it. I do appreciate you listening to the show. So you have, you want to talk about yeah. uh, a stock? I do. Um, there's a stock I'm looking at, and I'm looking at it mainly for the dividend. It's a 12%, a little over 12% dividend. It's called Alliance Resource Partners. Uh, a R L P. And what's this? And L P. Okay. Okay. There and it is. From what I'm seeing, okay. it looks pretty good. Um, you know, debt-wise, um, insider ownership, PE. I mean, I see a lot of good signals okay. there. So I just wanted to get your take on it. Okay, let's take a look at it. Um, Alliance uh, Partners Limited, it's a national limited partnership engaged in the production and marketing of coal to utilities and industrial uses in the United States. And these kind of companies really suffered over the Obama administration because they were death on coal. Everybody hated coal back then, right? Coal was the enemy, is polluting everything no matter what. So a lot of these got beat up tremendously. And uh, they're still beat up as far as the earnings compared to their price. For instance, this stock is only $17.62, and yet it makes $2.14. So that tells you it's what? Next year, it's going to be 8 or 9 PE. The problem you have is earnings is going to go from three seventy dollars in 2019, $3.70 a share, that's the estimate, to two fourteen. dollars and that, that is a big drop. Even at the same time, sales are going up. So how's that possible? Well, the price of coal is, is, is low. They anticipate to get lower. But it has a very high cash flow. So it probably can pay that dividend. Okay? So I think the dividend is probably fairly safe 
at this time. And the only thing that could upset us, uh, uh, Joe, is if we go into a deep recession, which I don't think we're going to. I, I think all the damage is already done in this stock. And if you buy it for the dividend, you should be able to maintain a pretty high dividend. It may not be to continue at 12%, but it's going to be pretty high. I think it is. So I, I think this is a good buy point. It was up nicely today. I mean, it was up, what, 3.7% today. So I think this be, might be a good buy point for that stock. Appreciate the call, Joe. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have already completed the first half of the year. The markets have certainly shown volatility, and they're going to continue. Expect more volatility, everybody. It's not going to calm down anytime soon. But you can't prepare for volatility. You know, but one of the ways doing that is balancing your portfolio. Let's keep it balanced. Your calls and inquiries are always welcome at our KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California. And by the way, I will be returning to San Jose on July 31st. You can register now at investtalk.com. Investtalk.com with two T's. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99 chart. In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, you've come to the right place, Invest Talk. And Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888 99 Chart. 888-992-4278. Give you some news today. What's some interesting? When I talk about gold, gold was at $1,422 an ounce. Pretty darn good. I mean, if you look at gold over the uh, recent history, and how far back should we go to look at? All the way back to last September, uh, late August, actually, it bottomed. And now, ever since then, it's been rising up. Yeah, it had a two or three month period where it just kind of meandered and then it's been spiking up. Made a new high four or five days ago, came down a little bit, and now it's trying to make get back up to that. Gold has been on a terror. And if you were listening to this show last into last year, I said, you know, it looks like gold is about ready to break out in 2019. It uh, looks like that's what's happening. Bitcoin is at $11,319 a coin. Please don't invest in it. It's too risky. Don't have no way to know what it's worth. I have no idea. Oil is down to $56.65 a barrel, despite all the turmoil in the Middle East and, and OPEC and Russia agreeing to, to cap production. Still, oil is very reasonably priced. 30-year fixed mortgage to 3.75%. Some people are only getting about 4%, but the average is like 3.75 across the country for a 30-year fixed mortgage. You know, we had economic news this week, kind of important. We'll talk about those in a little bit deeper in, into the show. Um, uh, ADP, we're going to have our jobs report out this week. It's coming out on Friday, the official jobs report. ADP released released uh, data on the, what they thought the number of jobs report. Now, remember, ADP is a private company and only reports on on private jobs, not public jobs. It doesn't. It only talks about private jobs in the marketplace. And they think it was going to uh, they that last month the economy produced 102,000 jobs, 102,000. 
Um, do you remember the official report last month was 75,000? Remember, we're going to get the official number for June, day after tomorrow. But for May, it was only 75,000 jobs. So hmm, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. And since many of our listeners call with questions about investments in car makers, I couldn't let the 4th of July go by without mentioning a particular story. You know, you know who Lee Iacocca is? Well, he died. He was 94 years old. And during his day, this man was one of the most powerful businessmen in Detroit. Do you remember his history? Iacocca was an American automobile executive, best known for the development of the Ford Mustang and Pinto. I had one of the Pintos. Pintos in the 1960s, that was my first brand new car, by the way, the Ford Pinto, because it was the only car that I could afford and pay cash for. I saved, saved, saved. I had $1,950 saved, and that's exactly what the Pinto cost back then. And I bought a brand new Pinto. They're famous for exploding on impact, by the way. That's was why you do don't, they're not in the road anymore. <laughs> Anyways, he but he came up with the Ford Mustang and the Pinto for Ford. Then he left Ford, went to Chrysler Corporation, CEO, in the 1980s. And you probably don't remember, but Chrysler was destitute. It was, looked like it was going to go under. And he saved that company. He really did. He saved Chrysler because it was going under. It was Everybody was writing it off. It's toast. Remember, he's been around a long time. He's born in 1924. Remember, that's before the the great market crash of 1929, before Gone with the Men when movie was made, before World War II and the Korean War. I mean, that's a long, long, long time ago. I mean, before television was invented, he was born before that. Internet, smartphones, all that. Self-driving cars, <laughs> wasn't even thought of probably back then. So he was a witness to a lot of history. Lee Iacocca. You know, he's got. There's a book out there. I don't know if it, I don't. It's probably not in print anymore. But he was a fascinating guy. He really was. Anyways, this is a mess talk, and I understand that many of you might feel the urgent need to get your portfolio in shape. We need to do that. And that's normal. But don't worry. Don't please don't worry. There's always opportunities, and you're not alone. Give me a call. Invest talk. Talk to us at uh, KPP Financial, our firm. And we, we want to help you. We'll help you. You know, we're all going to reach that financial freedom goal. We all want that. So, Anyways, remember, I buy the same things in all my programs that I do for my clients. So I'm riding along with you. It's, we're all doing the same thing. So feel free to contact me or Justin at KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And now I'm taking your financial questions, investment questions, live, 888-99-CHART. Look at the calendar. May is moving fast. As an investor, you've seen a good deal of market volatility this year, and there will surely be more surprises ahead. So to prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are implementing an effective portfolio strategy with the right mix of investing programs. And you can quickly see what you may be missing at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 
Hi, Steve. This is Joe from California. I've got a question about physical goals and what your take is on it. I've got about 6% or 7% of my portfolio, my total net worth in physical gold and some silver, and was curious about adding more versus maybe putting it into a, another brokerage account and trading stocks. My concern is just the, uh, you know, with fiat getting more devalued every day and not being the, the world reserve currency it used to be, it looks like maybe buying more gold might be a smart move, you know, might help us in the future to, uh, you know, once gold goes up, we'd sell it and put it into another asset that will then make money like possibly real estate. So I'd like to know your take on that. Thanks. There's certain, certainly nothing wrong with that. Long-term, gold has been a pretty bad investment. I mean, when I say long-term, I mean, go back to the 1970s up till now. I mean, the last 40, 50 years. Uh, you'll find that gold didn't do very well. But in the 10 years from 2000, 2010, it did very well. Okay, then from 2000 on, it hasn't done very much. And now it's starting to perk up again. So I think you might have a, a longer period where gold might do well. Um, owning physical gold, uh, the problem with that is that you have to pay a commission when you buy it and you have to pay a commission when you sell it. And that commission can be anywhere from 2% to 10%. It'd be quite, it can be stiff, the commission, if you wanted to sell it. Owning gold and holding on to it because it's pretty, nothing wrong with that. It returns, retains value. But as an investment, Physical gold, it's expensive to have. And uh, that's the only downside. Is there anything wrong with it? No. There's nothing wrong with holding physical gold. It's just that it's expensive So um, to buy and sell. Um, so, you know, that's just my personal opinion. I, I have some gold myself just because I like it. It is pretty. But I don't have a lot. I mean, just, you know, coins that I like and I'm... I'm interested in, and that's about it. 888-99-CHART, everybody. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, should we be worried about Social Security going bankrupt? Should we? That's going to be one of my talking points. But first, let's talk about the opinion that the trade war is, is, is lost, and the winner is China. This is an opinion piece by Howard Gold. And the reason why he says that is because Trump kind of, he says Trump kind of buckled with the Huawei uh, issue where they're now going to, you know, buy, uh, they can allow to be, our companies are allowed to sell chips to them and things. And remember, we're, they were, we were told that they're just a, a spy arm of China, that company. And so he kind of buckled on that. And so he felt that it looks like China is winning. Now, I have a little bit of different take on it. And you've heard me say it. I'm, I'm not saying anything new. My take is that he needs, we knew Trump, we, we know Trump is going to try to get a deal before, long before his re-election re bid. He wants to point to it and say, see, look what I did. Aren't I great? You know that's what he wants. He's pretty uh, self-centered guy. Yeah. So he wants to do that. He wants to get reelected. And that's one way he's also, you know, he's going to point to that. Why do you think he's trying to push so hard to get the Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, to lower interest rates? He wants to point to the stock market. See, look what I did. That's great, huh? Reelect me. And he wants to be able to point to the economy. See how great it was under my watch? 
And he, if the if Powell lowers interest rates, that will spur the economy. And if he lowers it soon, probably spur it maybe in time before the election. See, so yeah, maybe I'm cynical. I don't know, but I think that this is all calculated. I think Trump is smart enough to calculate this. And no matter whether you'll hate the guy, love the guy, I don't care. I'm just saying I think he's he's shrewd enough to calculate this. And um, you know, I don't, I don't. If anybody finds it surprising, I'm surprised that you find it surprising. It's not surprising. <laughs> you know, it's just who he is. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Everybody, that's our number. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Love to talk to you. Did you see that the ten year Treasury is yielding one point nine five seven percent? 10-year Treasury, 1.957%, while the two-year Treasury is yielding 1.76%. So there's still no inversion, no inverted curve, yield curve, where the two-year pays more than the 10-year, but it's getting closer and closer and closer. And why is that important? Because whenever there's been an inverted yield curve between the 10-year and the two-year Treasury, we are in or about to enter a recession. And it's been getting closer and closer and closer over a year now, a year plus. On Friday, Invest Talk, one economist is warning that declining home sales are consistent with the possibility of a late 2019 or early 2020 recession. Could he be right? That story is going to be on Friday. Everybody's talking about it so much, it makes me want to think we're probably going to avoid it. Did you know that? I, I just feel that that's the contrarian, contrarian in me. But we'll talk about that on Friday. And what year was now the legendary Ford Mustang first offered for retail distribution? When could you buy the first Ford Mustang? Do you have an answer? Well, I do. That'll be next. But now I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations... Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical, and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. Everyone's favorite summer holiday, the 4th of July, is only one day away. You may be taking the day off, but your financial assets could be working for you if you are properly managing your portfolio. So Steve Peasley is here now to offer his experienced and unbiased guidance. Step up with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I asked the question, in what year 
was the now legendary Ford Mustang first offered for retail distribution. You know, it was a small car when it first came out. It was small. A small, poor man's sports car is what it was. And how many Ford Mustangs have been produced? Well, here's the answer. The first official model year designation for the Ford Ford Mustang was 1964. Actually, 1964 and a half. And the 1965 Mustang was the automaker's most successful launch since the Model A. And as of August 2018, over 10 million Mustangs have been produced in the United States alone. And they're really not the small car anymore. They're a sports car, but not small, necessarily. The automaker was founded by Henry Ford on June 16, 1903. I wonder if you guys like all these facts. I like them all. I think it's very interesting. And, you know, the Ford company is still largely a family-controlled company. And it's the largest family-controlled company in the world. It has been in continuous family ownership or control for 110 years. Very unusual for a company to be that way for all that time. Okay, let's get to another caller who took time to leave their question on our Anytime Listener Line number, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin, longtime listener. Love the show, love all your advice. Thank you very much. I'm looking at a fund that I'm interested in putting some money into um, for a long time, growth and stability in that. T-M-A-P-X. I believe it's a mid-cap. Just interested in your guys' thoughts and uh, opinions on this fund for um, a long-term holding and um, you know growth and something to uh, a little more security if we have a, just an unstable market and so forth. Thanks. I'll listen for your thoughts on the show. Thank you. Well, um, it is a mutual fund, right? And whenever you have a, 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 a symbol that has five letters and ending in X, always know, always know that that is a mutual fund. Okay, so when I ever somebody calls me about with a five symbol stock with ending in X, I know I got to go look it up on the, in, in, in uh, Morningstar. This one is called Touchtone Midcap A. Okay, the A means, by the way, the little letter A means it, it's a commission fund upfront load. Load means commission. So when you put $100,000 in this, you had to pay $5,000 whoever sold it to you. 5% load. I never, ever, ever buy loaded funds. You don't have to. It is a five-star fund, so it's very highly rated. But there are other highly rated funds that are, have no loads. Okay, um, and the return versus this category is pretty high, and they take less risk. Well, that's why it's a five-year, five-star fund. So it's a very good fund for what it does. I just hate paying that 5% commission. Think about it in this day and age where the returns going forward are going to be less than they've been in the past. Most uh, experts, and I'm one, one that happen to agree with them, feel that the returns going forward are going to be between 5 and 10%. And you're paying 5% up front. So if you get a normal return, you're going to spend a year just making up that load. At the least a year, probably. It depends on the market. But that's why I don't like load of fund. But this particular fund is a very good fund. And it's, it's, it's better than its peer in its category. Uh, it takes less risk and has better returns. So all those things are good. Good. 
And if you need to be have something in the mid-cap area, this would be a decent one to own. But again, I don't like paying loads. I don't commissions, upfront commissions. By the way, upcome commissions are A-rated funds or A funds. B funds are back-end loaded commissions. 1% a year for five years. Which one do you think is better? The A fund is better than the B. Why? Well, because you should be making money over those five years. And so every year you're paying 1% in a higher balance. You're paying more. Don't want to do that. <laughs> do you? I don't. Okay. 888-99 chart. Earnings recession. Okay, what do I mean? We've had two quarters in a row with declining earnings. And it will likely be three quarters. Three. This, this one we're earnings season we're entering. Now remember what an official recession, the typical definition of recession, when a lot of people are saying, well, maybe it's a wrong definition, but most common definition of recession for the economy is two quarters in a row with shrinking GDP numbers. Earnings recession is two quarters in a row with declining earnings. Now historically, stocks tend to go up when the earnings go down. Okay, what did I just say? And everybody goes, what? That's not right. Earnings going up, the stock goes up. No. Typically, historically, the stocks market, stocks, tend to go up when earnings go down after we recovery from recession. Why? Because when earnings start to weaken and go down, the Federal Reserve starts to lower interest rates. Is the Federal Reserve going to lower interest rate? You want an example of that? Last year, 2018, was a very good earnings year. Very good earnings year. And yet, the stock market didn't do well at all, especially the fourth quarter, which was a very good earnings quarter last year, right? Remember the fourth quarter, December, the market went down 10%. This year, first two quarters, earnings were going down. Third quarter, probably, earnings going down. And what has the market done this year? It's gone up. There's that proof. Not always true. Nothing is always true in the stock market, just so you know. Okay. So, but so what we're saying is, even if the earnings go down, there's still going to be earnings. We're not in recession, GDP recession, where earnings actually uh, they're they're not making money. I mean, they're still making money, but the 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 direction of how much they're making is going down. And whenever that happens, the Federal Reserve sees that as possible recession coming, and they start to think about lowering rates. And you know they're thinking about maybe probably will lower rates into July, especially with the economic news that we've seen in recent weeks and probably will continue to see. It's not that great. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not. But it's not that great. And when of course, you add in that Trump's pressuring, whether directly or indirectly, doesn't matter how you view it, uh, to for the for the Fed, pal, to lower interest rates, to weaken our dollar. He wants our dollar to be weakened, and a weak dollar. What asset group does that help? Gold. You want to see what dollar looks like? You go to UUP. That's the ETF for the dollar. UUP and look at the chart. You'll see it's at lower highs and lower lows since. May, they toward the end of May, so all of June and into July. And what has happened to gold during that same period? Gone up. 
certain aspects of understanding what's going on in the market is not complex. So other aspects are very complex. So, it, you know, it just takes practice, it just takes knowledge. I see Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So I think it's safe to assume that you're serious about investing, or else you wouldn't be listening to this show. See, everybody wants to grow their wealth, and I'm sure you do too. And that's great. But of course, as you make your investment choices, there always is a bit of fear. And of course, you got that greed. Those two emotions driving you. It's very difficult to avoid those emotions because you need to try to control those emotions when it comes to investing. Because it can be very, very scary. And when it's very scary, either you're making a lot of money and you're scared because you want to keep it, or you're losing a lot of money and you're scared because you lost it. You make decisions, poor decisions, when your emotions influence you. So now, fear actually comes from your perception of risk that you're taking. Okay, so you can measure the risk. Can't really, you know, you can measure the risk you're taking and the fear by using our tool on Invest Talk, we got a tool called, uh, uh, and I've talked about it before. It's called Riskalyze. It's a questionnaire. It's a short questionnaire. It's like three or four questions, I think five at the most. And it will score your risk tolerance from zero to 100. And that will help you decide, well, am I taking it? We work together. Of course, I work with you with that. And we decided, and, and I tell you that for whether you're taking too much risk or not enough risk in your portfolio. The S&P 500 is around 80, 77 to 82. It varies, but that's its risk score, right around 80. So if your your risk score is 50 and you're and you and I look at your portfolio and its risk is the market risk, you're taking too much risk. Therefore you're going to be fearful. And if, when it falls, you're going to panic out. See, that's, that's the whole point of this whole exercise, understanding your risk, okay? So go to investtalk.com and take that risk questionnaire on Riskalyze. I'm ready to take your questions this now, 888-99-CHART. This is Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And KPP principal and Talk host, Steve Peasley is pleased to announce that he will be returning to San Jose, California on July 31st to conduct his no-cost, wealth-building portfolio review consultations. If you're a serious investor, and if you live anywhere in Northern California, you should make plans now to sit down in person with Steve. He can review your portfolio and show you how to optimize its performance so you can achieve financial freedom. Appointments are limited, so don't delay. Wednesday, July 31st, Steve Peasley returns to San Jose. Register now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open and your calls are welcome. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Gene in North Carolina. How are you doing, Gene? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I had two quick questions about President Trump trying to get trade deals with uh, other countries. Yes. The first is that the, the trade deal with uh, Mexico and Canada, the USMCA, um, yes. so he needs to still get that approved by Congress, right, before it actually yes. becomes law, right? That's correct. Anything that does with China is going to have to go through the same process. 
Right. That's right. That's sort of the follow-up question. So it sounds like you know the opposition uh, party in the House is probably going to try and hold things up or stall or yep. get their way. I would imagine to try and. I would too. Try and let I, agree, I agree. Yeah. But 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 Gene doesn't he get the point to them and say, see, they're the fault. They're they're the problem. Yes. Congress, not me. I did my job. Yes. So follow-up question. You, you're. Yeah. Yes. The follow-up question is: You mentioned about how he's going to try and get a trade deal with China, be right, right during, right before the ele- re-election, uh, the election next year. Yeah. I think That's I think things are going to be a little surmise, bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think the things okay, are going to be a little bit tell different. Tell me what you think. Oh, okay. I oh. think he's going to he's going to symbolically try and get a, a very small deal with China, sort of moving in the right direction, but hold off on the mm-hmm. biggest deal, saying that. Hey, you need to reelect me if you want to get that big deal that I have on that's ninety percent there done. But he won't get it you done know, that, before that, the election. That, that, that's actually a good point, Gene. Uh, <laughs> I can see it's him all, doing that I too because he's stock market. Uh, it's all about anticipation, right? So exactly, people want to anticipate exactly. things will be better. And if you hire the I, and if, yeah, you, if you um, if you elect the other party, the whole trade deal goes away. So you have to you have to you have to reelect me. That's what he's going to say. Now that's very good because I think you know my. You heard me. I said I think he's going to get a deal, but then when then he's going to when he get, does get reelected, he'll redo the deal again because that's how he works. You know, he's never done. But your point is possible. I think you can say, well, we got a deal on these parts of our trade, but we're still working on this, and I need to be, you know, I need to finish it. Give me the give me the power to finish my job. I I, I can see that happening. I can. Gene, good point. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to Noel in Napa. How you doing, Noel? Uh, great, Steve. Good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I think Gene just made a great point. I think he's uh, might uh, be right on the money there. It sounds like a good uh, yeah. hypothesis there. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I was possible. the uh, first caller today on your program uh, called in about ARLP. Uh, that that'd be yes. a a commodity thing, and uh, and then the P is mm-hmm. partnership. I guess it does, that's going to generate a yes. K one, isn't it? Probably, and maybe we should explain yeah. everybody know what a K one is. If you're if you're in a master limited partnership, which is Alliance Resource Partners, it's a master limited partnership. Whenever you're in that, that means you're a limited partner if you own that stock. You are a partner. You're not a stockholder. You're actually a partner of that company. Therefore, as a partner, you're going to get what they call a K one. It's like a 1099 or a W two. In other words, you're getting your share when you pay a dividend of the profits as a partner. Therefore, you're going to have to pay taxes, even if, in some cases, it's in an IRA. So you got to be careful yeah. of the tax consequences. Yeah, I'd like to, I, I like the That's sound what, of that company, and there's uh, those companies I like, but uh, those K-1s are, uh, when it comes to tax time, they're a, a bag I of worms. Things. I really <laughs> Yeah, they are. That's yeah. a good description, a bag of worms. I, I just hate them. That, that's why I kind of avoid them because I hate those questions that are produced for all my clients. And they say, well, I, mean, I don't want this. And who? Do, no one wants it. Yeah, because they have to pay taxes on that. I can get it. Thanks for the call. No, I appreciate you clarifying that. This is Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I want to take a moment to remind listeners that Justin and I used uh, and endorse Y charts. You know Y charts? 
And you know, the fundamental analysis we do all the time, it is extremely powerful tool. Why charts, everybody? So if you ever want to, if you're really serious about investing, you need to get something like Y-Charts, and that's what we recommend is Y-Charts. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. Everybody's favorite summer holiday, the 4th of July, is almost here. There's another important date you should be aware of for July. That's because Steve Peasley is returning to San Jose, California. Yes, on July 31st, a Wednesday, Steve will be in San Jose to conduct his complimentary portfolio review consultations. If you are a serious investor, be sure to reserve your appointment with Steve. You can start at investtalk.com. Steve is here now, and the phone lines are open. Call 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Sammy calling from Texas. I uh, love your program. Uh, thank you for everything you do for everyday investors like us. I had a question about natural gas. I was looking at investing in a ETF, UGAZ, U-G-A-Z. Uh, it's really been on a major downtrend, bounced recently at the end of, or at the beginning of this week, but uh, looking at it in terms of a long-term investment. I uh, look forward to hearing your thoughts, and thank you for everything you do for us. Okay, never buy these leveraged funds, ETFs, as long-term investments. This is a le- three times leverage of natural gas prices. An ETNC can pr- to provide long exposure, 300% the daily performance of the S&P natural gas index. Why? Why am I telling you never buy leveraged funds? Because you don't understand how they achieve that leverage. And I don't many times. That leverage, the way they do it is they have to have agreements with the opposite parties of some kind to attain this kind of leverage. And there's what we call a tracking error, a severe tracking error, meaning they don't really work three times like they think. They try, but they really don't over long periods of time. They don't. Um, And what if the other party that's in agreement with them can't perform? for some reason because they have to make big agreements with other parties it's just not a very good way to invest in any in any uh, uh, position that you're trying to get if it's natural gas it's too risky too risk super risky so I wouldn't do it this has been a very long down downtown turn a long a long-term downtrend for years. And it only had one decent rally, and that was the end of last year. And, you know, at, let me give you an example. Back in 2017, this thing was about $200 a share. Today, it is $15.80. Do not buy it, please. Stay away from any leveraged ETF. 200 times, 300 times. They're just too risky. They are meant to be trading vehicles, not in long-term investments, in and out. But that is super difficult and not for the average person. Okay. Appreciate the call, though. Thank you for the question. Okay. Um, Social Security. Is Social Security going bankrupt? I've heard this for most of my adult life, that Social Security is going bankrupt. And it's not going to go bankrupt. Just put it, it's not going to go bankrupt. The reserves will be completely depleted by 2034. Okay? And then after that, the fear mongers say you're going to get 80 cents on the dollar. That's all bull. 
First of all, there is no reserve. It's been spent. There's no money sitting somewhere with your Social Security. Remember, I don't remember if you remember the lockbox comment that uh, way back when it was going to, we're going to put Social Security in a lockbox and no one will ever touch. That is such a bull. No, there's no, there's no reserve. What they're talking about is all on paper. That money's all been spent. It's not sitting anywhere. Okay, so let's say we approach 2034. It's getting closer and closer and closer. I've been through this before. It happened in 1985, and it was getting closer and closer, and then all of a sudden the Congress made some changes, and then, it, uh, oh, we're not going to run out until 2034. We have known it was going to run out in 2034 since 1985, and now they're acting like it's, oh, my God, we're going to run out. It's all news. It's not news. We knew that forever. Since 1985. Come on. Anyways, what will happen? This is what happened. The Congress will, like they always do, wait till the last minute, till a couple of years, three years, five years before it actually will run out. Then they're going to say, okay, we need to change it. So now, you young people, you're not going to get money that uh, full retirement age is going to change to 70 instead of. 67. Remember, it was 65 back in 1985. Is all everybody when you get 65, then they changed that. So back in 1985, I was supposed to get Social Security when I turned 65. Now I don't get it until I turn 66. And they're going to change it again. And then da da, save Social Security, and then they'll run out 2000, 2075. That's going to run out of money. Okay, don't worry about it, people. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program. And I thank you for joining us, and thank you for your loyal support and all your questions. And tomorrow's a holiday, everybody, but there'll be a best of show going on. And I'll be back on Friday, July 5th. See you then. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.